0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: I am so here. All right. couple things. What are you cooking? What do you got going this weekend? Are you doing kind of indoor-outdoor stuff? Are you just dashing out to the grill because you're so eager to grill? I get that are you baking you know i live on these on this information we got dueling text lines going today i've got one open and jonathan's got one open we're in the middle of a crossover so you can send all you can send what you're up to to jonathan at 81807 or you can text it to me on the regular call in line that's what i can see that's 6519899226 so, um, I want to know what you're up to. It's mid-May. We got the lull before Father's Day. After Mother's Day, what did you do for Mother's Day? I'm interested in that one too. If it's food related, I'm interested in other things too. Um, all right. So here's what we have today. We're going to be talking to one of my food heroes, the uh, Elizabeth Minchilli. If you think, like, whoa, Derek, you've had a lot of food heroes on this year. I know. I don't know why. I've, like, ascended to some level where all of a sudden I get the get the superstars. I'm very happy about this. I was one of the little nobodies on the startup team at Gourmet.com back in the, like, 0- 0- 07, 8, 9, And that was when I first became aware of Elizabeth Minchilli. And she does these uh, Roman tours. You can go and have pizza tour with her. You can go on another kind of food tour. Those are kind of some of my things I've wanted to do my whole life and we get to talk to her today. So in addition to talking to her, we're going to have a bunch of Italian grilling recipes and we are going to have a nice lengthy amount of time for an Ask Me Anything. You got questions, about about what to eat, what to drink, how to do it. You got questions about restaurant news. I have some questions already teed up, but today is the day we have been uh, kind of shortened by the twins. God bless them, but not this week. This week we got the whole show. Also, I will take questions about beer. Kind of thinking about doing a little more beer for spring coming up. And so that's it. we got... Plenty of time for us to visit. Then I've got um, Elizabeth Minchilli. We're calling her in Italy. Isn't that fancy? All right, so we're going to do a couple of questions because we don't have her on the line yet. So one of the questions I got was, so I did my big roast beef commercial story, Hot Beef, talking about mainly the best Hot beef sandwiches, the best hot beef commercials. I'm strongly I strongly feel this are the pot roast versions. You like put a piece of meat in the oven and you cook it for a long time, and then you use the drippings to make your gravy, and then you get like chunks of pot roast basically on bread, and that's the best one. So people are asking, what about our heritage? You know, deli style roast beef. You take a big piece of beef and then you Slice it on a slicer, and then you get, you know, big piles of roast beef. Okay, so did I go to Wally's in Mavericks for this? I absolutely did. Okay, here's my true feelings about Wally's. Wally's is a treasure. It's down in Bloomington, just a little roast beef place inside an office building, and it is glorious. You go in there, you get a roast beef sandwich. If you really know what you're doing, you take it over to the... See the little fixin's bar, and you get your uh, jalapenos or your horseradish. Make it all up the just the way you like it. It is a treat and a joy. But they do have an option for kind of a blue plate special where they pour gravy all over it. That is not good gravy. Wally's, I love you to death, that is not good gravy. Ditto for Mavericks. I love Mavericks. That is a, a treasure of a place, and it is uh, just Selling bad gravy. You guys, you just can't open packets and cans. It doesn't work. It's not a good flavor. Certain things can be pre-made, like ketchup, and they're delicious. And certain things that are pre-made, like gravy, are disgusting. And I don't make the rules, but that's just kind of how it is. All right, so that is my feeling about the Wally's Maverick situation. All right, I got another Question. Underrated restaurants. Holy moly. I could talk about this for a thousand hours. You know, us people in journalism, like we're kind of breaking news. Unfortunately, and this is just terrible, but it's the way of the way it all works. Journalism is concerned with things that are new because the things that are new are news. And so we're always leaving really great restaurants. Kind of in the uh, just uncovered, it's uncovered in different ways. Okay, so one example of a an underrated restaurant. How about Curran's in the South of Minneapolis? That was started is a burger stand, I think in the 40s or the 60s, like a long time ago, and then it turned into a mid American restaurant. And it is um, it is just a great place. They make they're kind of famous for their strawberry pie, which is good. They have really great burgers, and then just kind of American food. And it's basically kind of like a fancy diner, but it is it is just a great place. Okay, another underrated. How about how about Digitios? That's on West Seventh in Saint Paul. It's of heading towards a hundred years old, they make their own sausages It's big like American red sauce joint, real deep saint Paul roots love Digitios. all right, so those are some underrated restaurants and what are what are some more i don 't know why don 't you text me text me your own underrated restaurants because I could make my own list forever there's also places that opened a few years ago where the the kind of the buzz is past, but they're still really good restaurants. I am thinking of, uh, oh, maybe, uh, and St. Paul's Rice Street, the nose to tail eatery over there. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the name, but I'll figure it out in a second. Um, and then, so that's, you know, and it isn't, people are always like, oh, why can't you cover all of these places? Oh, Jack's? Jack's in. Jackson, Saint Paul—I mean, in Northeast Minneapolis—that's a classic. So that's a place that you know they have a bar. We don't ever talk about the bar food. They have um, just delightful steaks. And so those are those are just a bunch of the underrated places. God, Midori's Floating world that's one of my absolute favorite sushi spots. We never talk about it. It's down on Lake Street in South Minneapolis. A lovely family. Um some other I mean, I could just talk about underrated places all day it's a it's it's unfortunate we were we there was a panel of food journalists in town the other day, and i I didn't get to be part of it because I had some other breaking news I had to cover but it's uh you know people also don't necessarily want to know about things that are are happening. I feel like you should write to you should write to all of us, and you should say, "I want more information about restaurants that have been open for a, a long time," and because then we would cover it. Because right now it feels like nobody, nobody really cares that much. All right, I got someone looking for uh, kind of a, a, a new thing in ice cream. Well, uh, Minnesota Nice Cream, that place that has just we have a cone on the cover of the magazine this week. It is um, they're place. They make their own cones. They make their own ice cream. Like a lot of people do that too, right? But then they pile it up with all of this like glitter and rainbow sprinkles and this, that, and the other thing, and it's just glorious, very Instagrammable. Their first location, like brick and mortar location, opened last year in Northeast Minneapolis, and now they opened one in Stillwater. So when the you know when the sun is out and it's a beautiful day that go to minnesota nice cream so mn ice all right well we're gonna break here hopefully when we come back we will have our wonderful guest elizabeth minchili if not we might have an all hour ask me anything we will find out (laughs) when we come back all right dara here we're still trying to work out our technical difficulties getting elizabeth minchili on the road so it's kind of fun i get to visit with you without any interruptions just us All right, I got a question about, we were talking about underrated restaurants. Got one for the Gopher Bar. Gopher Bar, Gopher Bar. I don't ever understand the Coney, the, like, roots of the Coney. Why the Coney is such a big deal in St. Paul and nowhere else. Why, you know, because it's not like we're adjacent to Coney Island, New York, right? That's where the Coney comes from. I don't, I don't understand. Do you know why the Coney is such a big deal in St. Paul, and then just kind of falls off. Doesn't cross the river. Not a Minneapolis thing, and it's like an old school St. Paul thing. Does anybody know why? It has something to do with railroads. Everything in St. Paul always comes down to it was about shipping things up the Mississippi, or it was about the railroads. That's where I would tend to start because I don't know any other. I don't know any other possible possible answer for that all right I got a question about why that why the resurgence in canned cocktails you know that I think we've just had this boom in cocktail culture and all of the distillers are looking for and the think people who play along the edges of the distillers the oh what do you call them the bitters makers all of those people the homemade tonic people they're all just looking to expand their businesses, right so once you got your business, then all of a sudden you got to grow twenty percent a year and now we have now we have this explosion in canned and jarred and interesting little cocktails um, so that would be that would be my question all right or my answer to that question um, all right, so I got some other questions up and about. A question about who has the best pie in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Well, that you know, there's kind of old school pies and new school pies. Sarah Jane's Bakery in Northeast is one of the places the kind of old school classics, right? They make a they recently changed hands. Mother daughter team bought them, changed up a few things, moved to an all butter. Or all butter and lard crust, which I applaud. It was It's a better crust than it was. I know it's a little more expensive now, but I don't know. I'd rather pay a couple of dollars more for a pie that's really good. Um, oh, and we got a caller in. Okay, so I'm going to finish up my pie thoughts, and then we'll get to a uh, caller. That'll be fun. Uh, so the other great places for pie, you know, Stockholm, the Stockholm, Wisconsin Pie Company opened a second location in Red Wing they do an amazing job fantastic fantastic amazing terrific job of uh, the you know the fancy bakeries like Patrick's they do a good job with pie and there's a new place that's kind of trying to raise money online called pie and mighty i think that would be a first of a new generation like young gen z millennial pie shop so that would be cool um so there's there's a lot of pie. I think that it is one of our heritage foods. I think that a lot of people are intimidated by certain parts of the pie, especially the meringue top. And so, I don't know, I think that I think that if you learn how to do a meringue top, all your friends are going to be impressed. And those are my pie thoughts. We got Betty on the line from uh, St. Louis Park. Betty, welcome. Thanks for calling in.
2: Oh, yes, I listen to you every. <laughs> Sunday and Thursday. Oh, thank you. Yes, and I really enjoy it. Now, can you tell me where I can, I'm ancient and honorable, <laughs> uh, where I can get liverwurst, that Braunschweiger? And my other question, have you ever been to or talked about the convention grill in Edina and their fabulous hamburgers? The owner told me years ago that the secret is they're good buns and they also make their own hot fudge
1: oh we were
2: worse than the convention the convention grill has been around for years and years and years
1: yeah do you remember i you know i have been to the convention grill a number of times funny story just yesterday i was trying to get together with a fellow mom we were gonna have lunch and she said where do you want to go i said what about the convention grill and she said my kids would kill me if i went there without them right did, do you remember the first time you went to the, or early times you went to the convention grill? I always think of it like shakes and uh, just the malts and the big old footed glass, you know, malt thing. And then you get a giant straw in it. Uh, you went there? Do you remember going there? Oh, yes. It was my husband.
2: Uh, we lived in Edina, and it was at, uh, in the nineteen late 1970s.
1: And you know what I always get when I go to the convention grill? It's a burger adjacent, the patty melt. Convention grill does the best patty melts, I think. Oh, really? No, I've never had those. Oh, yeah. They taste the pieces of bread, and you know what a patty melt is. Oh, yes. I, do you yes, think that the patty I, melt is like a Minnesota regional thing, or do you think it's national? I don't know. Yeah.
2: I don't. I'm, know yeah, my grandmother was born in Sweden, so I'm the Swedish cook. When we made everything from scratch when my kids were little.
1: Yeah, cookies and the, what did you make from scratch from Sweden? Oh everything. Um
2: uh, tapioca pudding. That Ooh. was a
1: favorite. But the the
2: uh basic meats, roast beef, mashed potatoes, um, fried chicken, you know, the whole stuff that you that you make today or that comes I don't know, pre made or something.
1: You don't. Do you think that fried chicken is Swedish? Maybe it is.
2: (laughs) Oh, I don't know if fried chicken is
1: Swedish. I just know that she was a fabulous
2: uh, cook. And one of the things that uh, they made, she made her pie crust with pure leaf lard.
1: That's the best way.
2: Yes, and mince pie, which it's almost impossible to get, and uh, lemon chiffon.
1: Oh, yeah, those are all liver beautiful. Wurst
2: work, and I find liverwurst.
1: Well, now I'm a bit confused. Why do you think the, li- like the liverwurst as an opposite of Braunschweiger or is different from Braunschweiger? How are you making that distinction? Are you feeling like a liverwurst is more spreadable?
2: No, it's just a different flavor.
1: Just a different flavor. Yeah,
2: and I know they're different. I, you can get Braunschweiger uh, everywhere. Osseo meats, you know, they have such good stuff. But uh, the liverwurst is almost impossible to find. It's only ancient and honorable people (laughs) that know about it.
1: Well, here's what comes to mind off the top of my head. I know that J.D. Fratsky at the Strip Club, that steakhouse in St. Paul with the naughty name, he used to make his own liverwurst and have it on the menu there. And he is opening a restaurant down in, I want to say, Denison, that part Nurstrand, like that kind of—Dundas, maybe? That's what I'm trying to reach, Dundas. He's opening a restaurant down in the Northfield-Dundas part of the world. Huh. And I bet he's going to have liver. But I will tell you that I love liverwurst. I grew up on it in New York. That sure. was—I never even heard of Braunschweiger till I came out here. And yeah. Well, I don't
2: know why it's different or where it, uh evaluated from— I know what my grandmother made that you talked about, Swedish meatballs.
1: Oh, I love Swedish yeah. meatballs. Did she fry them, or was she an oven person?
2: No, she, uh, I think she fried them, but it wasn't like the greasy fried. They were, and hand they're delicate if you make them right. You know, she always hand-rolled them and, and not a lot of handling. But, oh, they were so good. Yeah. I never made those. And she made something called... You, something kaga, that was a potato dumpling oh. with uh, salt pork and onions in the middle.
1: I never met a potato dumpling I didn't like. Yeah. <laughs> that's my but that's she, my motto. <laughs> she said that that was peasant food, so
2: she would only make it for my mother and I.
1: Oh really? Ah. Oh funny. You know
2: yeah, my well she had some. Some wonderful ideas. She was a, a. If there's any good in me, Dara, it's from that woman.
1: I bet that's not true, Betty. But uh. I, I love <laughs> your
2: program. Just I. I well, I, I plan my Sundays.
1: So I could listen to Dara. Oh, you made my day. Well, I would talk to you know, here's my funny recent liverwurst story. So like all writers, I had just giant pile of receipts. I never deal with taxes until it's too late and or not too late, but, you know, right up to the deadline. And so I was sitting there on a Saturday, just a mound of receipts all around me and all I wanted in life was a slab of liverwurst on an onion with some mustard and then I had that that was delicious. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Vidalia onions. Yeah, and
1: I thought who have I turned into? (laughs) I was just sitting around. It doesn't matter. You're you're a food
2: expert.
1: You're a foodie. Yeah, well that's apparently what I, the part of my my brain calls for when it's tax time is just liverwurst, onions and mustard. Yep.
2: Well, I don't like mustard, but that's I like. Uh, oh, what does it call? I can't think of it. That I use on, on my meats, but uh, anyhow, I, blessings to you, my dear.
1: Oh, blessings family. to you, Betty. I this was super fun. You. Thank you for calling in. Okay, bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a little break here and uh, see if we get, see if we can reach Elizabeth in Rome or see if we can't. I hope that uh, hope that we do for all our sakes. If not, we'll just continue to visit. Maybe you should call in. We'll find out when we come back. Dara here. All right, we're just having some technical difficulties. Maybe we're not going to get Elizabeth Minchili. Maybe we'll get her back another time. All right, so it's just going to turn into an all Ask Me Anything hour. So you, you've wanted to talk to me? you give us a call. I am just reachable on the regular old text line. Uh, it is you know the number 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. We have a lot of time. We're happy to talk. All right, I got a I got a information on this whole JD Fratsky situation that is happening in uh in Cannon Falls. That's where it is. So it's going to be the Artisan Plaza Food Hall. It's called Falls Landing, and that I think is our new hope for liverwurst. Um when I did my big hot beef story, they have liver and onions on the menu at Keys Cafe. And that is something that's really fallen out of fallen out of favor. It is um it is just a a very nutritious thing to eat. Did you see the big news this week in Europe? Okay, so you know I've been talking about this for a long time. Uh, Belgium, the country of little Belgium, apparently has a big vegan population, and they keep ending up with sick, uh, stunted, and occasionally deathly ill children coming into their uh, waiting room. So they put out a, a basically medical advisory this year saying that the only way you can put a kid on a vegan diet, not this year, like this week, they put an advisory out saying the only way you can put a kid on a you know vegan diet is if you are basically supervising them the entire time and looking to make sure that they're getting adequate nutrition. I have been saying this for years. Brains are made of fat. Nervous systems are made of different kinds of animal fats. There are no vegan cultures. In the West, we kind of think like, oh, they're a vegan in India. No, they're not. They eat a ton of dairy, a fair amount of eggs, tons of dairy, tons and tons and tons. Not a vegan culture. And you think, oh, you know, Japan. No, not vegan. Eating tons of fish. You can raise a child very healthily with different animal proteins like dairy, eggs and fish. You can like you just can't be vegan. It's a, it's dangerous. And I don't care what your yoga teacher told you and how emphatically he told you it. It just doesn't happen. So I'm happy to see that in Belgium taking a stand against this and just kind of letting all of the general practitioners know. I I I just we need to we need to kind of change the conventional wisdom. People are afraid to stand up because you get these violent, crazy, angry emails and texts and threats to your employment. But vegan lifestyle not good for children. All right, what other what other questions do you have for me this fine week? We've got Vincent in St. Paul on the line. Vincent, welcome to the show.
3: Yeah, Aloha from St. Paul.
1: I love St. Paul. You don't have the secret to the Coney, do you?
3: There's there's a, the old one down here on, I think it's St. Peter here, the original Coney, but it's now where people go in, you know, that you got to rent it out for...
1: Right. I've like peeked in the window. I know exactly what you're talking about. This giant, beautiful bar, yep. exquisite space, not for everyday visiting. And, um,
3: <laughs> that there is for special occasions. Uh, you ever go to a Skyway here in St.
1: Paul? I do, and, and not as much as I could, because my office is in Minneapolis, but, let's see, La Loma has a tamale shop now in the Skyways. I love
3: those. You got Whole fan You ever been there? What's it called? Ho-Fan. H-O-F-A-N. And no. it's, uh, Chinese, it says, but the people, you all know, Vietnamese.
1: Oh, that's, uh... Yeah. A- that sounds good. Do they have good...
3: Uh... Oh, yeah. I go there like... I try to get, you know, if,
1: especially
3: if I feel it under the weather, you'd get rice soup. And because, uh, you know, I tell them I don't feel good or, you know, oh, I got it this weekend. I got it on a table. I'm going to cook, cook it up here. It's got carrots, potatoes, rice, meat.
1: That is wonderful. And, you know, that, I feel like that is the essential... Human food. I don't know if you remember a few years ago we had this food anthropologist on the show and I was asking him about the first foods, you know, like the first like cooking foods that, you know, the human species really ate. And he said it was basically take some seawater that and anything else you could get and uh, cook it all up in a bowl. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. That's like our essential food is some kind of a soup.
3: Right. You're talking about making me hungry here with ice cream and these pies and everything. That's – got to get some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's uh, (laughs) – you know, we have such a great Vietnamese food scene here in town. I just remember the weekend, which was – the kids – I really wanted to go to the Dariette in St. Paul for Mother's Day. That was my vision. We were going to have, you know, malteds and burgers and and just have fun. You've probably been to the Dariette, right? No, no. Oh, you haven't. Oh, it's all the way out on Minnehaha. It's in East St. Paul. It's. Oh, I just
3: walk here. I...
1: Well, you're good for the environment. That's what we're all supposed well, to do. I mean,
3: I don't drive, so I gotta if I want to go out and eat, or if I go up there to the well, the Veterans Building, I'm a vet, so I go up there on the Capitol there with uh, they're still in session. So.
1: Well, thank you for your service.
3: Uh, it's been a while.
1: It's been a while. Yeah was it was it uh, which war was it.
3: I was going to get drafted, but I joined the Navy back 16. Well, sixty-eight, sixty-nine. I come back seventy-three.
1: Oh, well, thank you. That's a, you know, we have such a chaotic world we live in now, and so so few people serve. And thank you for thank you for doing that.
3: Thank you very much. Ed. I know you got probably other people to come on there so
1: Yeah, we do, but I'm happy to talk to you. All right, we're going to I'm going to thank you for your service. I'm happy you called me about the the great Vietnamese places we have in the Twin Cities. We are just really lucky. And uh thank you Vincent in St. Paul. We're going to go to Jackie in Columbus. Jackie, welcome to the show.
4: Hi. Hi. So I heard the call that was wondering where there's good
0: worth. Oh, yes.
4: There is a fabulous deli called Cramer's. Oh, of it's course. Ukra- Ukrainian deli, their, their liverwurst is the bomb. I am going to go. It's like we go there, I get a pound of liverwurst, I bring it home. I don't even see it by the time I get back home the next couple of days later to uh, have myself a sandwich because she just... It's fabulous.
1: <laughs> it is fabulous. You know, I forget about that. That's the kind of thing where you just get in your lane. Every time I go to Kramarchek, I get the Berenyki, which are those little dumplings that are so good. Mm-hmm. And then I get the Goulash, and I've been mit- sleeping on the Liverwurst. What do you, okay, here's yeah. the question What do you do with Liverwurst? Is it straight up? Is it mustard? What?
4: Um, it really just depends on the day and how much time we have. I really like a hearty bread. A mm-hmm. uh, little mayo, a uh, little tomato, and a nice slab of of liverwurst on there. Maybe some lettuce sometimes.
1: Oh, lettuce! Here's like going yeah, to a Cal- I- it's like a California burger practically.
4: Oh yeah, we <laughs> grew up on a farm, so you know we always had some fresh veggies available, and we uh, made our own bread usually. You know, or if we didn't have our own bread, then it'd have to be just you know just regular white bread. You know. But uh, if you make your own bread, oh my goodness, you put that. Yeah, and, and they have the desserts are a bomb there. You know, you you you. Um, we do the chocolate royale, which they sell for like five dollars for a, a about a four inch square, and that's another thing you have to watch out. If you bring it home, it might not be there when you get back. <laughs>
1: it's horrible. There's always on uh, one of the great Minnesota institutions on, you know, right before Memorial Day, maybe the Friday before, the line at Kremarchuk. I mean, people drive 45 minutes into town from their ritzy suburbs to, to get the, the giant Polish sausages and everything.
4: Yep, and, and uh, going next door, you know, to where you can actually eat it warm, you know, it, it, it's almost... It's dangerous because you walk in there and you, you know, just by the smell, you gain five pounds.
1: (laughs) Oh, and now I'm remembering I was there a couple months ago and got the cabbage roll. And that sounds very simple, and it is, but it's like the best. It's so good.
4: Their pierogies are pretty darn good, too. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, see, I've always wondered why we don't have more. When I grew up in New York City, every diner had pierogies, but it's not like that here.
4: No, no. It's, It's... you know, at downtown market, you know, you can go there and you can do like a taste of the nation type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's sort of hard to find. Um, you really have to look for those little mom and pop. You know, actual. You know, where you know that this is homemade stuff. You know, we're 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 good old you know Minnesota salt and pepper is our. Our general spices of the day, <laughs> but you know, to get the oddball spices on there, yo, know, you really have to look for it.
1: Well, that is a hot tip. All right. Well, thank you for Thank, call- you, so much. thank you for calling in. You have a good day now. Bye bye. All right. So, so I'm Dara. I'm from Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine. We are doing an all-ask-me-anything question. We're a, a show, rather. You got any calls? Got any questions? Call us. All right. The number, as ever, 651-989-9226. We're going to be doing answering your questions all the way to the end of the show. Um, you got, Apparently, the theme is liverwurst. People are feeling this this cold spring day and really wanting to, to strengthen their blood. So you got liverwurst questions. You definitely are liverwurst comments. Call up 651-989-9226, and hopefully you'll be on the line when we get back. All right we got the we got some fun calls lined up i got pat uh from looks like walker walk on no actually it's Walk-on. oh walk on welcome Pat thanks for calling in
5: i uh, have been listening to your conversation and i just it's enjoyable because i miss liver i miss liverwurst, not brownschweiger liverwurst and I grew up in in the uh, west side of North Dakota. And we also had something that was barley liver sausage. And I would just be ecstatic if someone could tell me where I could buy that.
1: That sounds good. That sounds, you know, when you're living in Eastern Europe and it's a weekday, not a special feast day or something. That's how...
5: (laughs) It's it's German and, and Bohemian area, so it could be either one of those. But I think it's more German.
1: That sounds delicious. Do you just have it straight up or do you have it with mustard or something?
5: Well, you know, uh, it's straight up but you heat it's a heated sausage. You oh, don't heat it cold.
1: I love it. Oh, so it's, it's like a, a
5: it's a ring sausage, but it's definitely got uh, noticeable barley in it and, you know, real liver.
1: <laughs> all right, it's Pat, really I got to really tell good. you, if you bring that back yourself, I think you get all the millennials up in the yard. That sounds delicious and extremely healthy. I'm going to put that out to the world. Uh, barley liver sausage. Anyone seen it? I want some now myself. All right, next up we got Kevin from White Bear Lake. Kevin, welcome to the show. Well,
6: thank you. Thank you. I was wondering if you've ever tried fried liverwurst.
1: Fried liverwurst. I've had fried bologna, but I've never had fried liverwurst. Tell me more. You
6: have not lived until you've had (laughs) fried liverwurst. My dad, it was my dad's favorite, and uh, I had six brothers and sisters. The whole family loved it. You do have to keep the windows open because it stinks (laughs) up the house a bit.
1: What do you, I got to, my guess is you fry it in bacon fat or lard, but what do you fry it in? You
6: fry it in its own fat. Liverwurst has so much fat in it, you don't really even need anything. But you could put a little bit of ham in the pan or something, but you don't need much fat because it creates its own.
1: And then you just put it on like bread and there, yeah, there and
6: you go? Yeah, you just put it on some toast with some mustard and it actually it totally changes the nature of uh, liverwurst. It becomes kind of like a little spicy, like pastrami. Mm. It's got a A flavor
1: you'll never believe until you try it. See, I'm just dying for this. This sounds delicious. And this is, you know, all over France are always like, we're having pate. We're having pate. Up in the north, we were having liverwurst. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for calling in, Kevin. All right. Next up, we've got Anne in Invergrove Heights. Anne, are you coming to this liverwurst party that we're having around Uh, the region? (laughs) No, I'm not. Oh, okay. uh,
2: This is a question about borscht. Oh. Uh, Russian borscht. My grandma came from Warsaw, Poland, and when I was a little girl living on the farm, she was she would make this borscht, and we would call it pink soup. Oh, uh, she made it with pork. I think there was pork, and then there was beets in there with the leaves, beet leaves, and potatoes was in there, and uh, I don't know what else. And I think she made it with uh, uh, half and half or cream. Oh. But I don't know if you have any recipe for that.
1: I don't know, but I can start searching around. Uh, there's, I, I grew up with a creamy borscht, too. My grandma used to make that. And she came from a little village in that kind of Russian pale. So now it's Poland. Now it's Belarus. Now it's Russia. Uh, and I think it was called Chancelikova. And she used to make, oh, sour cream. That was the what it was. It was a borscht with sour cream. Then you stir it around, and it becomes pink. Uh we had a couple people wondering about where Kramarchek is. Okay, so Kramarchek is in the heart of Old Northeast. You go over the Hennepin Avenue Bridge, you're leaving downtown Minneapolis, you're basically there. So it's right on East Hennepin. It used to be across the street from Nye's, but it's not Nye's anymore. It's not the it's not the way it should be, the way it used to be, the way it ought to be. They have borscht there too, but it's more the chunky The chunky, you know, chunky stew kind of borscht, not that pink soup. I love borscht. We should talk about this. I'm going to get some borscht recipes. I'm going to put them up right now at WCCORadio.com. All my Italian grilling recipes are up, but it's cold. We didn't manage to call Rome. So if you want to see some wonderful Italian grilling party recipes and kind of plan for a party maybe this week or next weekend – Go. Go to WCCORadio.com. I will say that one of the recipes is so groovy. It is grilled bombettes, like little bombs. All those people have been saying liverwurst with a bomb. Well, Italians are saying these. So they pound some pork fillets so they're very, very, very thin. Put some cheese in there. Roll it up. Secure it with a toothpick. Grill it. That's an an Italian carnival food. Sounds good, right? It's It's like a cheesy bratwurst, but fancy. All right, so what is happening next week? Next week we have Patrice Johnson, a Viking historian, and she's going to come and talk about this big Viking show that's happening at the American Swedish Institute now and running through October. Uh they had a special Viking food expert out. She was making nettles uh crepe kind of thing and you think, "Oh, that sounds very modern," but no, it was Viking food. So, all Vikings next week. But till then, you know, may your grill stay hot and your fridge keep cold. And may the rest of you keep just right. And I will see you here next week on Off the Menu.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.